welcome to Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. Brr, sisters. Oh, man. It's cold <laughs> out there. Uh, it is cold We're out there. We're at a polar vortex. Ah, I felt like, like a morning radio host there for a second. Brr, Brr. listeners, it's cold <laughs> out there. <laughs> Get that vibe? Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. It is very cold. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's what six? <laughs> it's six degrees here, and six degrees where Taylor is. Yeah. Yes, Weird. but it's much worse in other places. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I understand it is in the negative thirties in some places. Which that's not even a temperature. Seems yes. <laughs> <laughs> it does not seem possible. I didn't to think me. temperature went that low. <laughs> I know. Like I see these warning where it's it's like any exposed skin could like experience frostbite in five minutes. Like if you breathe in or talk, you could freeze your lungs or do damage. <laughs> I'm like, what? This is it. This is like outer space stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, like, that no, exactly. It's such a it was such a bummer. Charlie had a snow day today. Um, more so because of the temperature yeah. than the snow. We got some snow, but it wasn't it wasn't that much. It was really the temperature, which was fine, except. What a bummer to be a kid and have a snow day and you look outside and there is actually snow and then your mom says, you can't actually go out there <laughs> at all. You will freeze. I'm not being lazy. It's just, it. it's 15 degrees out right now. Yeah. That's the high. You're not going outside. It's just getting colder from here. Yeah. I actually, at one point I just opened the door so it was just the screen door and I said, just stand here for a second and then tell me if you still want to go outside. And she went, I think it's too cold. And I said, yeah. <laughs> yes. I did scoop yeah. her up a bowl of snow, though. That's good. Yeah. And we we were uh, we were talking about like how what do you do with your dog on a day like this? Like how you can't take your dog out on a walk. Like in the places where it's like negative twenty degrees. Like yeah. You, do you just like hang its butt out the window? It's like a. <laughs> but then I'd be afraid it's gonna be like a snow piercer thing where you just pull it back in and it's just half a dog. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, I don't know how do you, how do dogs poop in negative 30 degrees? <laughs> this is information I need to know. I'm going to Google it after the podcast. I don't know. I've only ever had indoor cats. So I mean, I you could know. like have an emergency litter box. I don't know if dogs understand the yeah, concept of a litter you box. You could just set them there and just say poop. That Go. is, listen, I, I don't have dogs, but that is not how dogs work. <laughs> I know that <laughs> you, you don't just look at a dog and say poop and they poop. I am certain that that is not accurate. <laughs> I guess, I guess if you put a lot of time into training them, just in the instance that you find yourself in 30 degree or negative 30 degree weather, like then that's the one, you know, like fetch, sit, poop. Like, exactly. I guess if, if you, if you prepped for that ahead of time, now is the day that you're going, ha ha ha, you all thought I was crazy. Or like those people who train their cats to use the toilet. Yeah. Like that. There's got to be a way to do that with dogs, right? Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. You could just dogs get... do all those tricks that usually cats don't do. So yeah. I bet you could train a dog to use the, <laughs> use the potty. Like they have those puppy pads you could get. You could just like take the smallest room in your house and just kind of cover all of it with those. Be like, okay, dog. <laughs> this is the time you'd go for a walk. I'm just gonna put you in this room, and anywhere go you want to go is fine. <laughs> go to poop town. room. Wow. <laughs> this is not what we're talking about today. I'm uncomfortable. Can we stop talking about this? Sure, but I'm just I don't want to keep talking about poop. Anyone in like Minnesota or Chicago that has a dog, just shoot us an email. And let me know what you did, because I'm just really just curious. Yeah. Yeah, I am so. curious. Have you all seen that video of that dog when it's snowing outside and it's this big white fluffy dog and it won't get off the porch? Like its owner's like, come on, it's too cold. You have to come inside. And it's just sitting there with like a big coating of fur on it. And it just turns around and looks at her like, nope. <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> it's Thanks. so good when you describe <laughs> memes. <laughs> hey, I, I love this Sarah, dog video you just told me it's about. very <laughs> good. I'm just trying to describe it in enough detail where you all can go look it up and watch it for yourself later. <laughs> You know, like when we make fun of dad for like describing the funnies to us on Sunday morning, uh -huh. you just did the, the current version of that. <laughs> Sorry, Rilo. It's okay. We enjoyed it. Can we talk about what we're actually talking about now? Yeah. So, all right, you fine. know what? It's so cold out. You know what would warm us all up? Fire. A little fire. <laughs> did you oh, like that? Did you, right. It was good. Mm -hmm. It was good. Mm -hmm. So if only we were in the Bahamas. <laughs> um, if only we were in the Bahamas getting ripped off by a fake festival. Yes. No, but that, so everybody's talking about 
the fire festival documentaries ease plural yes uh the dueling documentaries that came out and Mm. at first i thought man i want to talk about this i'm obsessed with this now i didn't know anything about it really when it happened other than oh my gosh this festival seemed to go awry and then something else happened and everyone moved on uh now i'm fascinated by it and then uh, I we found a way to it, it is relevant to our show. <laughs> we found a connection. We started talking about it. it is relevant because so much as we'll get into of this fire festival, so much of what happened was driven by Instagram and influencers, which I have never heard the word influencer used like that that You've much. Never heard it before. I mean that like to that extent yeah, until right. I watched these documentaries because yeah. I didn't I didn't know it was that prevalent of a concept, the yeah. influencer. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I think Sid and, and and you can probably back me up on this. Like we didn't. There were celebrities that would like you know endorse like uh, brands of like skincare or sure. alcohol that you know, but those were celebrity endorsements. Yes. And we kind of understood that that was something that was, it was a commercial, you know, it was like, it was in in a music video or a movie. Like we kind of understood the connection between like this product this year because of money. I don't, did we have anything like that? I don't, I don't know what we had that was akin to an influencer um, because I don't know what their venue would have been. Because the the thing is like, like you said, if you were going to be paid to advertise something in the 90s you were a celebrity already right of of some you know of some level of celebrity you weren't just somebody who tried on a lot of different clothes and happened to know a lot about clothes and posted really great pictures of yourself in clothes or something I mean that just wasn't a it wasn't possible because where did you put those pictures and how did people know who you were like it just wasn't a thing right you were a celebrity you were doing an ad and certainly i guess in that way you're an influencer yeah you know because you see this great commercial like what, is, what i'm thinking of like brooke shields and guest jeans that's like a classic <laughs> one right sure it is yeah. it's like a classic <laughs> it's like yeah. a classic example of like a celebrity endorsement where everybody was like oh my gosh i gotta get those jeans Gotta be like, Brooke, this is amazing. She looks so great. I need those jeans. Like, <laughs> I feel like candies. I feel like candies tapped a lot of like current, like young, uh, attractive female, like celebrities and musicians to like mm-hmm. advertise their shoes. Yeah, for like, sure. I, but yeah, there was, a, I, I mean, even like, I don't know, there was that dissonance because I'm thinking like one of the things that influenced things I thought I needed was like game shows, the prizes, like kid shows. Yeah. Like, you thought you needed moon shoes because it was a prize. You thought you needed a Casio keyboard because it was a prize. Yeah. <laughs> that was the only reason I knew what BK Knights were. Yeah. Because like you think... could get them on Double Dare. <laughs> right. Like, but I don't, yeah. But it, there was still very much, like, it was all, you know, it was all big money. And it was all still in, like, a, very much an advertising frame. There, there was never, there was never any doubt when they were trying to sell you something. You know, I mean, it may have worked sometimes, like sometimes the use of the celebrity may have made the ad work, but I I never felt like I was confused as to whether or not they were trying to sell me something or if it was like, I'm just very cool and this is stuff that I like and so you should like it too. And I think that's the difference is that an influencer is, they're like a, they walk between worlds. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's only recently that, I mean, now I feel like, doesn't YouTube have a, some sort of rule about you have to say when things are, are promoted or when things are Yeah, that's how um, Instagram has become, too. There's a little, if something is like a paid partnership, like they're paying you to make a post about their product or whatever, there's a little line underneath their, like, name right b- above their picture that says, like, paid partnership with whoever. Mm-hmm. Which it sounds like from these from these documentaries about Fire Festival part of the push for that came from this right or it either that's part of why there was legal action taken one or the other i mean that this played into it because uh it was really interesting i was talking about this concept of influencers with justin and he said this was a big problem in like the world of video games especially for him as as a video game journalist because a lot of people would listen to like what an influencer would tell you over what a journalist would tell you yeah because they were seen as like 
individuals who weren't part of anything they were you know they were speaking for themselves and like you could trust them because it was just their opinions right but influencers are often paid for what Mm -hmm. they're saying yeah you know they're they're advertising and before they had to say that it was really easy to get away with like now this is just the cool stuff i'm into yeah um and they're not held to the same standard like that you would expect a journalist to be held to which is like we know if you're writing about something you're not taking money for it because if you are you're going to like get called out and fired yeah (laughs) because you can't there's a standard of ethics there is no standard of ethics for influencers you know i mean like what is that code of conduct it doesn't exist right yeah yeah that's true and it is like I, I I do like obviously there are certain restraints on it now, but I remember watching YouTube videos not that long ago, and like watching like you know like a makeup or like a cosplay YouTuber that I like, and you know they'd start off they'd be drinking a tea and be like I start every day with my blah 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 diet tea and like I love it it gets me started it's great for me anyway and then go on to a tutorial go on to a thing and it's like as well like huh but then you'd see a couple of the people in the same realm do that same thing and it's like oh but. This is a weird, like, there's no mark, there's no, nothing about it that says this is an ad. It's just, this is part of my life. And how many people went, oh, well, if they use that, I should probably use that. Right. Yeah. And I mean, there's, there's no restriction on who can see it either. It's not like, you know, TV ads target a a demographic or what, I mean, even social media ads, it's like these people have a wide reach and a company can pay one video game YouTuber, one beauty YouTuber, mm-hmm. one model, one lifestyle YouTuber or whatever. And then they're covering everyone. I mean, there was a while where there was a game, I think it's called like Best Fiends or something. Literally every single YouTuber I watched did a video that was a paid partnership with this app within the same month. And I, I ended up downloading it and playing it. And I was like, I guess it's so kind it of fun. It worked. <laughs> but like, so you I, got sold. I totally fell for it. I totally <laughs> did. But every single YouTuber did it. And it's like, well, I, I mean, I thought it was overkill because it was everyone I watched. But also, I guess there are some people that would only watch one of them or watch, you know, a bunch of other ones and then only have one of these people in there. And it's hard because like, you know, it, we we do ads, of course, like and we are we are paid to do them we obviously we say we're doing ads and like i try to i mean when i talk about like liking something i'm being honest right you know like if i say i'm because we're not i don't know if it's all it's a that's a a known thing they can't make us say that right they can't make they can't make us say we personally enjoy something if we don't we don't have to say we just have to say what we're supposed to say we don't have to do that so if i say i really like something i'm being honest yeah i'm really wearing me undies right a lot of the time we, all were really <laughs> we aren't even we don't even have that sweet sweet me undies campaign no we but don't but <laughs> but but i really am wearing them 95 percent of the time and the other five yeah. percent i'm not wearing any underwear so Whoa. that's okay <laughs> that's my whole life we all were wearing mod cloth before mod cloth ever did an ad with us that's all yeah all this stuff is true but yeah. like i've thought about it before like you don't know that though and am I crossing a line by personalizing my endorsement, even though I mean it? I don't know. Like that has that has irked me before, even though I'm being very clear. This yeah. is an ad like there is no doubt. There's right. no deception. It is an ad. I, I've wondered about that from that end. So, I mean, it's it's like double if it's kind of this uh, like viral type marketing where it's just kind of embedded in the story of whatever you're watching. Yeah. And like, yes, you might acknowledge at some point that it's paid, but you also have so cleanly just put it in. It's like when you watch a movie and you just see somebody who's just like very obviously drinking a Pepsi, you know? Yeah. Or like that scene in Wayne's World. But yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There was a show that I watched for a while where they um, had a very obvious partnership with a certain car brand. Mm-hmm. because they kept getting in this same like <laughs> brand of car every episode and then every episode it was like one guy would say man this car is cool i haven't seen you in this one before and he's like thanks check out this one very specific feature and then there's like the <laughs> big commercial-esque shot of the car as it drives away it's like okay well i understand what you're trying to do here that was not very very clear but the the problem is that like most of the time you're right it's very clear it can get like it can get tricky though yeah and it's also i think like just like with podcasts i think people form 
like re- I don't want to say relationships, but I mean relationships. Like they feel connected to YouTubers right. that they that they really enjoy their yeah. content and they really appreciate. And so as a result, it can feel very like, oh, well, my my buddy whoever is telling me about a tea they like. Yeah. So mm. and I trust them and I like them. No, but the, but I I thought all of that as it played into the fire festival was very interesting because um, I had never really thought about the impact of that of that presence of that ability to like it's so much more personal than when we talk about celebrities advertising yeah like we expect that occasionally celebrities will be like i need some extra cash yeah i'm gonna do a credit card commercial (laughs) you know (laughs) like we expect that that's gonna happen from time to time like you see jennifer garner in that credit one commercial or whatever yeah okay (laughs) i I I get it yeah she's a west virginia girl i'm gonna give her that well yeah you gotta make that you gotta make that money oh i'm not hating (laughs) on her like she's she's doing what she needs to do (laughs) but like at the same time when when it's when it's an influencer to bring it down to you know when we're talking about people who haven't necessarily achieved like worldwide or even nationwide or even like a wide degree of celebrity but it's a more personal thing so their followers are it's a it's a fewer number but they are maybe more devoted yeah um they may be a more powerful resource to tap for an advertiser yeah Um, right well, because it, it kind of, it's like grassroots. It's like you, it feels so personal that you can't believe it's an ad. It reminded me a little bit of Josie and the Pussycats, the movie. <laughs> now, okay. in Josie and the Pussycats, the movie, which is great, by the way, if you haven't seen it, it's so good. Sydney may, will make you watch it. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. It's so funny. It, they, now they're using subliminal, subliminal, I was about to say subliminal. <laughs> subliminal. <laughs> subliminal. Mm. Subliminal advertising, and this isn't subliminal, but like, it's the next step up, right? Yeah, it's it's not subliminal because it's they're saying it, but it's embedded in the content as if it is reality. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I, I mean, I guess you know, it's it's you can't really like, like as you pointed out, like there there is that that nice thing where like the ads are clearly separate this is an ad you know you're being tried someone's trying to sell you something and when it stops being that it gets dicey Uh, a lot of this stuff maybe is stuff that still these people are being paid to introduce part of their life but something that they believe in Mm -hmm. so you know i don't like not to villainize all influencers and all products that tap influencers um I do appreciate the the like separation though. I think that that is kind of important. I think people yeah. should know when someone is now entering into the vein of, and I've been paid to sell you this. <laughs> yeah, and I mean that goes even yeah. further when one you have influencers who start to make their own lines of things, mm-hmm. like makeup YouTubers who begin to make their own makeup line. They don't have to say anyone paid them to to wear only a full face of their own makeup and talk about their own makeup the whole time because like their company right so like if if this youtuber who makes their own makeup line just Mm -hmm. doesn't say like hey go buy my makeup but does a whole makeup look only using their brand and says the name 20 times see this is very frustrating because like i don't feel like i'm an influencer (laughs) are you saying you're an influencer no i'm saying i'm not i say i don't feel like i'm an influencer and i want to know how to be one because i don't want to sell anything like I don't have anything that I really want to I want to be an influencer because I feel like if I could then I could be like oh my gosh I just gave a bunch of vaccines today at the office and it was so (laughs) cool and I just think they're awesome and everybody should go get them so that's that's what we that's the goal we all have to try to like raise ourselves to influencer status and then just like try to influence people to do good i don't right. i don't think it works like that i don't think that's how that works either <laughs> yeah. I, wouldn't it be great if i could do that if i could be like oh my gosh all these measles vaccines they were so cool everybody looks so hot after they got their measles vaccine today no i do not think that's a scientifically sound statement but i don't know I i'm looking at you washington now there is a Oof. an aspect of this influencer culture i Maybe you all wouldn't know about. I actually didn't think about until just now that I guess counts. Um, Okay, so there are companies that will pay 
regular in social media users like uh-huh. not an influencer just someone like i mean just like me like would pay me okay and say we're gonna give you this starter set of our shampoo let's say mm-hmm. this is one i've been seeing a lot recently from people i know um shampoo and conditioner and hair treatment we're gonna give you a set for free and we want you to post like this many posts a day on your instagram story or on your snapchat story mm-hmm. and the more you sell you make commission from that so you don't really make a salary but you make money if people buy the stuff and also it doesn't really cost you anything because they're sending you stuff for free to post pictures about Mm -hmm. so now i know like three girls personally that are advertising for the shampoo company and using their products and trying to sell them to you and like they're not an influencer technically because it's not like they have a big following or anything but they're trying to sell it directly to people they know in real life now are they wait is it like a multi-level marketing thing though or i was gonna say does this is this a pyramid scheme i mean like do they have shampoo that they're now trying to sell well yes i guess because Uh, like they're not they don't this is a pyramid scheme yeah yes but they're using (laughs) that is an easy answer they're using social media to do it is the thing yeah like they're posting all these instagram stories and like one person I know, for example, that, that sells this shampoo mm-hmm. has friends come over and says, here, wash your hair with this shower and mm-hmm. let me take a before picture and an after picture. And they don't have the shampoo with them for you to buy. Mm-hmm. You still have to go to the company on the website and order it and buy it. Like ah. they don't have the shampoo quantities with them. But they how have do they their make own. money? They get commission from whatever they sell. Like when oh, someone so goes to buy it, commission. they have their own like company page. That if you go to buy it from this page, then you're buying it from, that's, you know, whoever. Yeah, that's not as bad as, actually, as not as bad. Um, right. Because the a lot of those, the way they, they get you is you have to buy all the merchandise. Right. And right. then right. it's up to that. you to sell it. No, you get everything for free that's supposed to be for you. So you can say, like, now, I use this and it works. Are Do they make the real money by getting those people to buy shampoo? Or do they make the real money if they get those people to also sh- sell shampoo? That's the thing. They also, on all their Instagram stories at the end of it, Mm -hmm. you know, you can either, it's like a question at the top, like, do you want to try this? And instead of being like, yes or no, it's usually like, yes, I want to buy some or sign me up. I want to sell this too. Ah, that, see. So, (laughs) and then on all the posts promoting their company, (laughs) all the posts promoting their company, it's like, if you work for this company, you set your own hours, you make salary based on all the good work you do from your home. Mm-hmm. You have a chance mm-hmm. to win mm-hmm. free vacations and free cars based on how much you sell. It's like, what? This, what? Is, <laughs> this is an old story. Tell your friends to Google Amway. <laughs> this has been going on for a long time. It's a very, I'm not going to say like, they're not, I'm, I'm not saying that everyone is a scam, certainly, but it is a very hard way to make money. It's not as yeah. easy as they make it sound. Well, yeah. I mean, I... I would never buy from those people just because it's like, to me, those kinds of posts always seem like the kind of thing that's like, well, this is just like a, like a scheme. This is just like an ad. It's it's yeah. just not, it's, it's not it easy never seems... to make. I mean, there, there are ones that are obviously a lot more friendly to right. their consultants than others, certainly. Yeah. But it's, it, it never seems, it's and not maybe... the fortune you're hoping for. Right. And maybe this this isn't true for everyone, but ads like that never seem as legitimate to me as like a TV commercial or like a video ad or something that's put on from like a big company that's out there and is well made and well produced. Like I I don't I don't believe any ads. It just never seems believable to me. I don't. Justin and I I have to do that to counterbalance Justin. Justin believes every ad he sees always. Anything that's advertised, especially if they use a lot of adjectives to describe their product, he instantly believes it and <laughs> wants to buy it. Um, so I have to be the opposite. There is a I lot of online ordering that goes on in your household. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you tell him your product is crunchy or cheesy or new and improved, he's on it. Like, it, it really doesn't take much. <laughs> but I mean, I think, like, do you think it's kind of like the, the ethics of media that we're talking about here? Because... Like to say this is an ad and like I'm going to tell you what's good about my product versus like and this this goes back to old Hollywood. Like if I just show a cool person doing this thing that I want to sell you, you're going to buy it. 
if I show this cool person smoking cigarettes in every scene. Yeah, I was or, about to say, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason that that's been a big issue with like anti-smoking campaigns is how often people smoke in movies. It's because it's not, they're not doing it for for no reason. It's, it's ingrained in our consciousness, but that comes from ads. That comes from advertisers who were smart and a little evil who realized we could be honest and say we're advertising. Mm-hmm. I mean, or we could just have a really cool person use our product and it's subliminally going to tell you that you will be cool too if you use it yeah i i think you're right i think that the tricky thing has just been that as more and more media is real life so to speak like it's an actual person being them their actual self right right it's re it's reality tv it's you yeah. know real youtube is largely the same idea i'm not playing a character i'm playing myself that then the lines get really blurry yeah right um, this is what leads to the thing we're, we're going to talk about. Perfect. <laughs> so let's actually talk about Fire Festival. But first, let's check the group message. So we have a Jumbotron for you today <laughs> on this. That was a great intro to that. Evening as I go to try to find it. Mm-hmm. I have it. Would Sisters? you like me to get started? Yes. We have a message today for Sarah. And this is from Joe. And Joe would like to say, happy birthday, Sarah. You sent me to PodCon for my birthday, so I'm having the ladies of Still Buff give you a birthday message. Happy birthday, love, hubby. Aww. Happy birthday, Sarah. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Sarah. Great to hear from you, Joe. Yeah. It was wonderful to meet you at PodCon. And happy birthday, Sarah. You you did not specifically request, Joe, that Taylor sing a song. And so that means I don't have to do it. Great, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> But have a happy birthday anyway, Sarah. I hope it's the best. Uh, so, Fire Festival. In case you have not, uh, in case you didn't hear about it, if you were like me, you had no idea what this was before it, the meltdown. And before I really it all didn't went either. Wrong. Yes. Yeah. Like, I think most, there are a lot of us who aren't necessarily looking for, like, high-end luxury music festivals to attend. Right. No. And so it would not have come across our radar. Uh, it You may remember this from April of 2017 is when this occurred. And you may have seen a lot of posts on Twitter. Yeah. About a supposed luxury music festival that went terribly awry. Yes. <laughs> you may have seen some Twitter posts about uh, tents like... FEMA relief tents that they were um, expected to sleep in, people carrying mattresses over their heads, or perhaps a picture of a cheese sandwich. <laughs> Which, the phrase cheese sandwich is very misleading. Let's call it what it really is. What they called it. It's a piece of toast with cheese on it. It's not even a whole sandwich. There, I think there was another piece of bread underneath oh. all the there lettuce. I missed that. I missed the second <laughs> bread. I just saw there was like some, a pile of salad, some wet lettuce, <laughs> and a, a gross piece of cheese on top of one piece of toast. But there, you know, have been to <laughs> this is I, this is Taylor's moment to defend the cheese sandwich. Taylor, no, you, no. you get you get one minute alone to defend the cheese sandwich. Here's, Go. Here's the thing. I, that's become the image. It's the icon of the failure of Fire Festival, except. That some person that never got paid, that was working over hours, overtime, with no resources, that lived on that island, made that sandwich. Yes. Somebody made that. Like, those people that were trying to provide all that food were screwed over. They didn't yes. get paid. They were working late hours. Like, like that was not... Like, show a picture of, like, the founders, like, their their horrible, evil faces. This cheese sandwich, some some poor person looked at that and said, man, that was my cheese sandwich. I did that. I was just trying to feed all these hipsters that were starving. Like, it yeah, was fast paced. They, they, they said they were hungry. I had animals. cheese. I gave it to them. And then they yeah. took a picture of it and put it on Twitter. <laughs> it's like, come on, guys. Like, that's the epitome of the problem with our... I don't, I don't agree with a lot of the problems that people say it's the problem of our generation. I think we haven't been given the best hand. But... But that that's pretty crappy like somebody did their best to try and they were not the people to blame and yes you you instagrammed their attempts at feeding you and mocked them when you should have maybe questioned yourself for your entire itinerary 
I agree. And the the real blame as the documentaries, uh, I would say more so the Hulu document documentary than the Netflix documentary because there are two, and they came out at the same time. Yeah, and there's a reason for that. I think <laughs> there is a reason for that. Yeah. Now uh, that you all have, I will say you all have watched both. I've only watched the one that was on Netflix. Yes, and you all have explained to me. I think. And it makes more sense why there are two. <laughs> to, to briefly outline, in case you're not familiar, without, I mean, the documentary is just this, the story of why this festival was such a complete debacle. Um, so I don't, I don't think it's, I mean, watch it. Like, that's the story. Yeah. I don't think that spoils much. Yeah. But basically, this guy, Billy McFarland, it was largely his plan. And it sounds like he had a history of some, like, running scams yeah. on people. Yeah. Um, and was pretty good at it. And then he came up with the idea of doing like uh, this festival, largely to promote an app that he was making. Which is kind of a crazy app, by the way. I didn't know this app existed. It's where you're supposed to be able to go on this app and book celebrities for yes. like a performance. For like your birthday party or whatever. I mean, it's for very wealthy people. Right. It's, I mean, it like, just seems like we a would crazy... never have used for right. <laughs> it just seems like a crazy app to be made because the use of it would be so limited. Well, but I mean, if you have, if you are the kind of person who does, didn't you ever watch My Sweet Sixteen? No. This is these are the kind of people who would like they would like have hiring used a celebrity it to come to your to come sweet to your yeah. to come to your kids because you're super yeah. rich and you want to make your spoiled sixteen year old happy, so yeah. you hire a celebrity to come to their big giant birthday party, right? To sing or whatever right before you give them their car that they then cry about because it's the wrong <laughs> color or whatever. Yes. <laughs> like that I mean so it's to promote this app and he decides to have this festival and basically he just doesn't know what he's doing or bother to figure it out ever yeah and I think it, as you as you follow along it sounds like they mainly spend all their time just kind of partying and having fun um they one of the main things they did do was promote it they knew how to do that I think that's the only thing they did yes I, and, I think that's absolutely right so they, they knew how to promote a festival. They really didn't know how to do anything else to actually make the festival occur. Yes. And they they hired a, a media company who's, you know what? The most inconsiderate thing about the name of this media company is we can't say it on the Still Buffering podcast. That's true. <laughs> That's true. So we're going to say F. Jerry <laughs> that's did they even consider that when they named their company that that we can't say the name of it on our podcast I, I, I don't, don't think, think they, they thought about us planning yeah for for PG podcasts about sisterly like relations <laughs> to talk about their failed advertising scheme I don't they maybe not didn't work that out ahead of time I don't know <laughs> that's so thoughtless anyway F Jerry uh the this company they advertised the heck out of this thing yeah I mean, and they got in talent like the I mean, well, talent, what a questionable turn. Sorry. But uh, <laughs> people that were really well known and had lots of followers. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so the, and it was largely through like, I mean, the, the website made everything look very enticing. They got a ton of influencers to post stuff about it to yeah. get the word out there. And well, they sh and they shot the video. Yeah. Down in the Bahamas on a boat with like a bunch of supermodels i didn't know who they were but i think a lot of people do know who they are there was a a jenner the kendall the kendall one kendall jenner mm -hmm. the one who's a model the kendall one. um is there that was the one Hadid. who was paid two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to post one instagram post yes and this instagram wow. post is a picture of an orange square it's just an orange square but I that was that but the idea was that it would invoke mystery like people would see this on their on their Instagram feed and go, what's this? And if you clicked on it, it led you to the video with right. all the supermodels on the boat. And Which then it's I like, this could be you come to Firefest. And it doesn't really tell you what it is. It's just yeah. like, here are a bunch of very attractive people in a beautiful place, drinking and riding boats. Do you want to, do you want to do that? This and people are like, for $5,000. Click, click, click. Count me in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I will say that party looked pretty fun. They seem to be having a lot of fun. The, the party that and they the video. liked. Yeah. Yeah. They seem to be having a good time. Well, that's well, what a lot of people said. The video was Fire Festival. That yeah, was it. That was it. Fire Festival happened. It happened for like 50 people when they shot the video and then it was over. And that's, you know, they also call it uh, Instagram brought to life. And I think that really, like we live in this age where I think, and I'm, I'm sure like I'm not even putting those on other people. I know myself, like there's the me that you could judge from my feed. 
and then there's me and they're separate people like we live <laughs> in this world where there's the instagram reality and a real reality mm-hmm. and like this was kind of quintessential like just how powerful the false reality of instagram can be in mm-hmm. that it can pull hundreds and of thousands of millions of dollars from people just by selling the the picture the, the yeah. movie like the image the 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 complete like just moment of something that you think is going to encapsulate the entire experience but is actually completely separate and has nothing to do with the reality of of the festival which Which was a disaster it was a disaster one might say tanacon to the extreme so they like i said that they they didn't know how to do a festival they had by the way ja rule was involved in all of this yeah he was like one of the co-founders he was one of the co-founders and yeah and was very much seemed like he did much no i think well i think his job was to be the like because Mm -hmm. he was there talent would come like i think that was his role was like oh ja rules involved so like which bands and and artists and stuff will come be part of it because he's involved but it's weird though because like towards the end you get the sense that he didn't really take the fall for anything no he just kind of like skipped town mm-hmm. <laughs> once everything started going down it was like where's ja rule like, he wasn't even know. there he was not there no um well, they talked about all these crazy a-list celebrities they got to come perform and maybe i just don't have a very broad taste in in music i think they're all musical artists there was one band i had heard of before and it was the one band that dropped out before the festival the, happened yeah that so blink 182 yeah that okay I have a question. Is Blink-182 popular again? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, they, they did that. Yeah. Really? I mean, they I don't... The, they did the popular thing again. Yeah. When? When did this happen? I, I mean... I mean, I didn't like Blink-182 back, I had back people the first I went time to school that they with, were popular. Yeah. I had people I went to high school with who went to their concerts and stuff. Mm-hmm. How was that? How is that possible? Okay, sorry. That blew my mind. <laughs> I was like, Blink-182... <laughs> That who's, was the one band I had heard of. anywhere to see Blink-182? Yeah, that Apparently was the one band I had heard of, and it was the one band that pulled out before the festival. And then everybody else found everybody out that, like, yeah. there is no festival. Which, you like, shouldn't come. They promised. It's not even, like, I related it to TanaCon. TanaCon, at least, people showed up, and it was kind of supposed to be. It was kind of like what it was supposed to be. There were just too many people. Mm-hmm. So it was overcrowded, and it wasn't good for people. This was, like, people paid thousands and thousands of dollars to either have a private villa yeah some like or tens a private of thousands house. of dollars yeah. some people paid to like oh, yeah. have a have a yacht that they could stay on and then be shipped you know like you know boated into the the island you were supposed to go to like private parties with the celebrities yeah, and have and brunch with them have jet ski rides and private jets and they were supposed to have little like private planes to fly everyone there that if you bought these expensive tickets they would buy your plane tickets as well mm-hmm. and instead they were just on big regular the, they said it was supposed to be on a aircrafts. deserted island which initially it was except <laughs> <laughs> oh that that part killed me it yeah. was actually just some off territory of a sandals resort. Yes. That yes. they made look like an island by deleting the sandals resort yeah. and pretending it was on water. The mat. Yeah. Well, it was supposed to be on an island that was supposedly that, that was owned by Pablo Escobar, but they were not allowed to say that. But then they said that in the very first ad. <laughs> so they got, so kicked, they got off. kicked off of that one. <laughs> Which was probably for the best because it had no infrastructure. Yeah, like but it was also, even like they, like they don't understand. Like I am not just, a civil engineer. I don't right. understand all these things, like how to make them happen. Right. But I know that if you're going to have thousands of people somewhere, you need toilets. Yeah. Like I know that because yeah. well, I'm a human and I my body works. Right. <laughs> and it's not even like they didn't have they didn't bring the right people in. They didn't bring civil engineers in to say. Ah, this can't work because of toilets. And they went, (laughs) cool, cool, cool. You're fired. We're not going to get those toilets. Yeah, everybody who was like, but we need toilets or there's no food or have you thought about water? Like they were like, you're fired. Find somebody else who doesn't talk about stuff that we have no solution for. Right. We only want people who will say this will be the best. Yeah, it, it feels a lot like the government right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like, no, no, no. Surround myself with people that agree with my insanity and then everything's going to work out. It's like, that's not how it works out. Yes. They, uh, the, one of the 
I want to say funniest. It was just like craziest. I guess craziest parts to me was that they advertised these tents you could buy. Uh-huh. And they had these at Coachella as well. But at Coachella, they're nice. Like there are beds in them and they're big. Yeah. There's space like in there for your stuff. Yeah. There's yes. like outlets and uh-huh. stuff in there. You pay a lot of money for them and it's still a tent. Like you're still camping, but it's nice. They advertise them to be like that. Then these people show up and the, the bus driver is driving them into uh-huh. the, where the festival is. And they're all like, that can't be where we're staying. That can't be it. And he's like, well, yeah, get out. Find yourself a tent. Because they were the tents that this island had used during a hurricane. Yeah, they right? were they were uh, like excess FEMA tents. Right. Yeah. Like they were just little domes that barely had enough room to fit. And they put air mattresses in them. Yeah. They barely enough room to fit air mattresses they, they in them. They had mattresses and tents. And then they, they, uh, they didn't really they had one catering company and then like they couldn't pay them so they had to like yeah they had one figure million, something out yeah, they had a the million dollars minute. left um, and they needed six and uh and this and they do they interview people who worked there who like live on the island and work there and these people work their butts off to try to make this stupid festival happen mm-hmm. and none of them got paid right and the the woman who was in charge of the restaurant that ended up supplying a lot of the food and like the catering for everything that did happen um like paid fifty thousand of her own dollars just to pay the people who worked for her that worked like day and night for weeks to try to make this happen i mean like they they, this guy ripped tons of people off and the investors of course like he lied about his own stocks and how much money he had and all this how much money it was worth and what he had done he all kinds of fraud in order to get investors to put like what was it like 24 million yeah Oh yeah, I an insane amount of money. Which I honestly, I, I know that things are expensive, <laughs> and I know that <laughs> I have no concept of really what money means. Once you get above like a thousand dollars, I don't know what money beyond that is. <laughs> but like when you tell me that someone has twenty four million dollars from investors, and then all these people that they said what like five thousand people all paid mm-hmm. at least like a thousand dollars for a ticket, and then you had other people working for him and then you had people um loading money onto those wristbands they were supposed to be able to use at the festival but then he just ended up taking their money like that had to have been at least like 30 or 40 million dollars and i don't know where all of it went like what i don't i didn't see a thing where i was like oh that's where all the money went like they said they spent maybe one million on the talent and then i don't know where like that other 30 million dollars went well, I mean, I think he just spent a lot of it. I think he was just taking money and using it for whatever he wanted. Yeah. Like, whatever I need is part of what the festival needs. Yeah. Right. Plus, they talked about stuff like, they talk- he bought so much liquor. Oh, yeah. And the, the tax on liquor there was so high. I, I forget, like nine million or something oh yeah my. just I mean, in liquor taxes yeah i, I mean i don't was, remember the exact number that wasn't yeah, in the netflix documentary. no no they, they, they get into it like in the the so the difference between the two documentaries because we alluded to that and yeah. we never finished it the the netflix documentary is actually made it's made by vice and the people from the f jerry media company yeah. who did all the marketing for this thing and i mean i think like if you're just talking like from a marketing perspective did they do a good job well yeah they marketed the heck out of it yeah they made it look amazing. It wasn't. It was all false. It was misleading. They claim they didn't know. They claim like, I don't, I, we just did what we, we were told. There. We're being paid. We're not, you know, well, actually, I don't think they were paid everything they were owed. But, but they say like, we didn't know. Whereas in the Hulu documentary, you get a totally other perspective where they're like, well. Did you? Maybe they weren't there on the ground watching the FEMA tents be erected. But they kind of knew things were going yeah. downhill. And I mean, I, I also just at some point, it's like, where's where's culpability in, in advertising for these companies? Like, like, why would you just take all this money and advertise something, getting no proof that it exists, no idea that it's not a scam? Like, just for the good name of your company, not even worrying about ethics, just like for what your reputation is. Well, That's why and, I think it's so sketchy that their documentary yeah. came out right yeah. when Hulu's did. Like highly advertised i mean is this them just trying to cover their butts i think so i think so because they really like in the hulu documentary there's even a guy who's kind of like split from the company is the impression i get and like he's kind of he's kind of going rogue yeah he's doing his own thing and he's like listen you know we we were being instructed like 
when people complain on the post when they say things like I haven't I haven't heard anything about my plane tickets or like I still don't know where I'm supposed to go or why won't anybody answer any of my questions delete them delete all these posts they had like filtered um posts for every possible word they'd filtered it for like reservation plane ticket question um festival yeah you could like anything that you put like that you could like if you tried to post it they yeah. you get banned for 24 hours did, for like yeah you know inappropriate content they did yeah. touch on that a little bit in the netflix one and said that people were um contacting the people at the marketing company with questions because yeah. they were the ones running the social media so people are using social media to have questions about like hey i don't even know what airport i'm supposed to go to or hey i haven't gotten a confirmation for my ticket or anything i don't know what my yeah, villa could, is could you send me a picture or something yeah. so i know where i'm will there be an outlet you and know? they said that they started screenshotting what they called legitimate questions and sending them to the people at the fire festival, like the people in charge. But then anything they saw as like bad press, they, they just deleted. And uh, yeah, they just started. They just started cleansing those posts of anything that sounded negative. So if you were to look at it, you wouldn't know that everyone else is yeah. having the same problem. They even turned off comments for posts after mm-hmm. a certain point, so that people couldn't comment anything. So like, if you're doing that, you know something shady is happening like you you get a sense like why wasn't any why didn't anybody ever say maybe we should stop yeah or like helping rip people off yeah it sounds like maybe this is a scam yeah like all of these young people are going to show up they're going to they're going to fly to the bahamas they're going to show up on an island they're not going to have food they're not going to have a place to sleep it's going to be totally dangerous to to the festival i mean because they're in the dark in tents yeah they've all been given a bunch of alcohol so they're all drunk they don't know what's going on they don't know where they are they're terrified and they can't get back off the island because there's no flight out yeah yeah because it's a tiny airport and there were thousands of people there. And whatever you think, because uh, there was such hay made about like the people who went and like making fun of them sure. and everything yeah. when it all happened. Of, yeah. Like none and, of us have a couple grand to just throw towards a festival. Like, sure. But but that being said, there's still people. <laughs> They're people and it was wrong. Like nobody deserves to get ripped off like that. And no, and I mean, that would be a terrifying situation yeah. if you went, if this was like your big thing for the year, this was like the thing you wanted to splurge on and you did. And then you show up and now not only is it not what you paid for and you've wasted all this money, but maybe you're also legitimately freaked out. Yeah. Like you're scared. Yeah. Well, I, I, I was, no. oh, go ahead. I was just saying I would be. Well, it's like I was making the argument earlier that it's like, you know, I think one of the quintessential elements of millennials is that, look, we, we know the things that we're never going to be able to afford. So we tend to spend money more on experiences and like couple that with this unfortunate, like desperate epidemic of FOMO, (laughs) like, Mm -hmm. you know, sell us an idea that like, yeah, you'll never have a car or a house or money to have a family, but you could have an amazing weekend somewhere with that little bit of money in your savings account. You got a job, you're going to work it. You'll, you know, you'll go back to work after that. Like, I like... I don't know, like, I don't know if everybody that went to that was, like, the way that we paint them all is, like, a trust fund baby that just had money to burn. Like, how many people were just, like, I don't know. I, I'd love to have a, a fun time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think I think that's that was my take on it. And, like, yeah, you could see some of, like, the... I agree with the perspective. Like somebody worked hard to make you food. You had food. Right. I know you're scared. You're in a bad situation. You want to get out of there. There were people there trying to help you, and yeah. you were kind of making fun of everything. Yeah. But at the same time, like yeah, they they paid for this big experience, yeah. and, and they mean, were ripped off. And yeah. and the the this Billy McFarlane cat totally ripped everybody off. He lied. He committed fraud. He's scary in my mind. That's oh, a scary totally. dude. Like the, oh yeah. Like the in the in the Hulu documentary, they interview him. And he seems quite certain that he has not done anything wrong. Like, not in a, like, lying way. In a, like, I have convinced myself (laughs) that I have done nothing wrong. I've been watching the Bundy tapes, and I'm like, this isn't that different. (laughs) It felt that way to me. It felt like, uh, it reminded me of, like, the guy in the podcast, Dirty John, you should listen to that. It's a, it, but he's like a scam artist type too. And like the way they describe him and everything. Like I felt like this is the kind of guy who's like building to something much worse. Like he's yeah. already like okay with all like all the ways in which he ripped people off and screwed them over. And like he's probably capable of <laughs> scary stuff. Yeah. I, I'm fine with the fact that like I mean he 
he gets punished by the criminal justice right. system. Oh, I don't know if that spoils anything. But, like, but. Well, I didn't, he he oh, did it God. again. This yes. fool done did it again. He gets out on bail after saying he didn't have any money, but then somehow gets $300,000 to to get out of prison yeah he starts another and he's like scam. hold up in this nice big uh penthouse, penthouse. yeah hold suite. up in a penthouse that's not yeah. a thing and and he and he starts like wanting to make a documentary about him again like so he, he hires, hires a film crew he hires a film crew to come film him yeah. as he starts doing something called nyc vip access where he's ripping people off trying to sell them fake tickets to events this was my favorite yeah to events like the met gala which you can't buy tickets to. Which is even... <laughs> oh, I no, think- he bribed Anna Wintour. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, she can be bought. Right. Yeah, Anna Wintour's really interested in Billy McFarlane's money. Like, well, I that think $10,000 to- was great. Never mind. <laughs> like, to a certain extent, it was almost worse. I They didn't say how many people actually fell for this or if anyone actually bought these tickets. It was like $100,000. Yeah, yeah, there was one where it was like... A Taylor Swift meet and greet or watching a, a basketball game at Madison yeah. Square Garden and having dinner with LeBron afterwards. All these things that people were saying like, Taylor Swift doesn't do meet and greets. This She's not even impossible. doing concerts right yeah. now. This is literally impossible. You can't buy tickets to the Met Gala. You can't buy tickets to the Grammys and yeah. have a VIP experience at the Grammys. That's not something you can pay for. Mm-hmm. No, that 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 was uh, Victoria's Secret Fashion Show. You can't buy t- yeah. tickets to that either. Yeah. yeah. That, that's what they were talking about. Like, that this were just totally fake. And they even spelled Victoria's Secret wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I just... But, uh, but he tried that again, and then he got in big trouble for that, which is good. And, like, the thing is, like, he was ripping people off. Uh, I don't know what Ja Rule knew and what he didn't. I'm not going to pass judgment on Ja Rule. Yeah. I, I was very confused as to what his role was He just everything. seemed like he was there to have a good time. Yeah, I, mean, I think look- he was just trying to have a good time and, like... This will be a fun, cool concert. I'm sure that this is going to work. And then it totally didn't. I mean, I, I think, know. yeah, there's a bit of like, mm. with like a lot of these celebrities that do endorsements, like, do you think they actually read the media to make sure that the products they're endorsing are like a, everything up to their standards? I, I, I And I'm yeah. not calling them out yeah. on that. I'm just saying no. like, I, yeah. I feel like he probably was sold on the idea of it because this guy was a good salesman. He, and he that is. Was He's that, a- yeah. He's a very good salesman. Absolutely. I think that can't be underscored enough. I don't think people who are ripped off by this, this guy are, are like stupid or patsies. Right. Like he was very good yeah. at at selling things if, and tricking people. Like if he's, I were. He's a very good con artist. Yeah. If I were an adult and I had money to spend on a thing like that. I won't say that it's something that I wouldn't have thought about. Like, if I had plenty of money laying around and it was, like, people that they were advertising that I was interested in seeing. Yes. And they like advertised it the way they did. Very different musical acts. Right. <laughs> but, like, if it was something that I was interested in seeing and they advertised it with these villas and flights there and you just mm-hmm. paid this much money, like, I get it. Yeah. I, I mean, I think, I and I think a lot of people were thinking, like, this would be a great place to be seen. Yeah. And then this this media, this this advertising company really like they made it look amazing yeah um i think it it's worthwhile to say that they're already like they have a bad reputation as it is i guess because they tend to steal content from comedians use it as if it's their own in their in their marketing um i think that's worthwhile to mention so i don't think they are a beloved marketing agency yeah outside of this and then now this has happened right um, but I, I think the thing that's most fascinating about it and, and Tay, I think you said it is just like, this was Instagram in real life. Yep. Like this is what happens when you zoom out from the Instagram photo <laughs> that, and the rest that looks just, like absolutely perfect yeah. that like you have this one little square and it, within that square, all of life makes sense. Yeah. And then as soon as you look beyond the edges of the square, like there's cheese sandwiches and FEMA tents. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think that's kind of the good takeaway lesson is like, look, this is advertising. It's it's been around for as long as you know we've had products to sell. Like advertising will never be completely honest with us. It will always try to give us a fantasy. That's what it does, and mm-hmm. it will utilize every form of communication it can. That is the nature of the beast. We just have to be smart enough to have that awareness. It's a new form, so we're all adjusting to it. And I think this is what happens when you have a populace that hasn't quite caught up with the learning curve and someone that's taken advantage of it. Like I said, I don't I don't mm-hmm. think the guy's not smart. I think he's evil, but I don't think he's not smart. Um, yeah. yeah. I So I think that's just like, you know, like 
FOMO exists because nice pictures exist. Like mm-hmm. the if you were at any of those things that you think you're missing out of on, chances are you wouldn't be having as good of a time as you think you're not having. So yeah, but be aware. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Yeah. So um, and don't if you start seeing advertisements for the next fire festival. I mean, unless nope. it's a macaroni joint. <laughs> <laughs> the macaroni next podcast, the fire festival. <laughs> <laughs> Except just spell it like F I R E. <laughs> no, we gotta, we gotta F, maybe uh, like a. How do we how do we spell it so it's different? I don't know. Uh, we actually read one of the people in the one of the people who um, was involved in the class action lawsuit against him. I think now owns that. Oh really. Really? I'm, I'm, I think so. I think that's what we read. Somebody already, somebody has bought the Fire Festival uh, trademark. So it'd be, it'd be interesting to see if, if that gets revived. Uh, forget that. I'm going to check out Burning Man instead. Yeah. I've already yeah. said that. <laughs> that's, that's my eventual plan. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, at least you know what you're getting into there. That's. Exactly. I've watched many documentaries. I know where <laughs> I know what I'm headed to. <laughs> I watched the documentaries first, not later, after it was a debacle. Except for the fact that one of these two documentaries is produced by one of the companies that's trying to clean up their image. Just like, how far from truth can we get? Where it's like, oh, this is a documentary about the failed festival by a company that has an outlook that's trying to sway you in their favor. Yeah. Yep. Crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't trust anything. Stay inside. Don't. <laughs> This is where we are again. We are. Don't don't trust anything. We're back in the X Files. We're in the X Files. And we're in the X Files. I was gonna say in the Nixon era. Oh, but... okay. Well, all right. Same. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, thank you, sisters. Thanks for watching those documentaries so that we could talk about them. Of course. I am. I am obsessed with this now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Justin and I started looking for. Like, are there other documentaries about festivals that went awry? Because <laughs> apparently, this is something we like to watch, and we didn't know we had this interest. Have you tried the YouTube Shane Dawson series about Tamacon? Oh, no, I, I, I will have to. Mm. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it's a good one. No, there was a short video I watched about DashCon. Mm. That's fascinating. You just told us yeah. about that. Yeah. Yeah. You that's check very that. You should, if you're interested in this kind of stuff, that was a Tumblr con that went terribly awry. Which I'll be fair as a member of Tumblr. I would have called that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't don't worry. We'll never lead you astray with any cons we are associated with. <laughs> I can promise you that. Yeah. If there's ever a smurl con, I don't. I mean, the, the cheese sandwiches are going to be mwah. <laughs> yes but we'll tell you ahead of time that, that they're, they're just going to be cheese sandwiches we're going to advertise crappy cheese sandwiches and be like you guys know what you're getting though <laughs> uh, thank you sisters thank you everybody for listening um, if you haven't checked out those documentaries I would highly recommend them if you only want to watch one I would say the Hulu one yeah but just yeah. watch both you're going to want to watch both yeah now I want to watch both you're going to want to watch both I haven't watched a good one um, and uh, thank you to Maximum Fun that's the network that hosts us. It's a great podcast. In case network. you were unaware, yeah, I guess. Maximum Fun. <laughs> Check them out at maximumfun.org. And then you can email us at stillbuffering at maximumfun.org and tell us how your dog poops when it's cold. Taylor really wants to know. <laughs> we're, we're assuming that you all know it's cold and you've brought your animals inside also. Also, their poop. Well, and then, <laughs> I mean, yeah. and then tell us how they poop. Yes. Uh, or you can tweet that at us at well as well. If you, <laughs> I guess if you, you so can. desire. It's still buff. At that's it. Just at still it's buff. It's just still buff. There's nothing else because it's a Twitter thing. And yeah. <laughs> thank you to the novellas for our theme song, "Baby Change Your Mind." This has been Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy, and I'm Taylor Smurl. I am a teenager, and, and I was too. <laughs> but seriously, how did they poop? <laughs> Is there a dog in a car at a bar on the street? 
I'm Allegra Ringo, a small dog owner. My dog Pistachio howls when she's excited. And I'm Renee Culvert, a big dog owner. My dog Tugboat tips over when he's sleepy. And we co-host a podcast called Can I Pet Your Dog that airs every Tuesday. We bring you all things dog. Yes, dog news, dog tech, dogs we met this week. We also have pretty famous guests on butt legs. We're not going to let them talk about their projects. No. Just want to hear about those dogs. We don't want to hear about your stuff, only your dogs. So join us every Tuesday on Max Fun. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.